This is Cammie. And this is Madeline. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 67. Hey, Madeline, I feel a launch coming on. Countdown in 10, 10 9, 9, 8, 8 7, 7, 6, 6 5, 4, 4, 3, 2, 1. We have ignition. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. We are so excited to have Sandy Mensel today on our podcast. And Sandy is a freelance digital marketer who develops, creates, and promotes any product or service that involves electronic devices, specializing in organizing webinars, email campaigns, and events. She began this digital journey after learning MailChimp, which we use, an email application as a race director for a nonprofit in 2012. Prior to this, she earned a BA from Rutgers University, worked in the accounting and securities industry, stayed home raising kids, served two terms as a school board member, and also worked as an event coordinator. She's done literally everything. It's a lot. And after a move to Savannah in May 2018, she began a community called Social Media Breakfast Savannah in July 2018. She's looking forward to bringing value as a digital marketer and discussing the business implications of social media with other professionals in her community. So I'm really excited that we have Sandy here today because Madeline and I, we really love action takers. And Sandy is certainly an action taker. So many people wonder why someone doesn't start something in their niche area. People always ask me that. Why doesn't someone start this? But very few ask themselves, what can I do to start my niche in an area to be of service? And Sandy is most certainly one of those people who has done that. And it's why we've asked her on the show today. We want her story to inspire you to take action and start something that will be of service to your community. Thanks for coming on the show, Sandy. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. So Sandy, I'm so excited to uh, start with the first question. Why did you choose to launch Savannah Social Media Breakfast? Well, when you move to a new community, and I've done that three times in the past six years, you learn some things and you learn that if you just sit in your house, you know, it's not going to bode well for you and you have to get yourself out there. And I had just experienced this great community in Houston and I'm thinking, first of all, I didn't want to it to end, you know, I'm like, and I know I can always 
see the breakfast Facebook lives, which is an awesome thing. But there's nothing really that can replace that human contact with people. Like I'm behind my computer screen so often that I want to get out and talk to people. You need real live human beings to have a conversation with. And I thought, I, I love the idea. I had a great vision in my head. I felt like I knew how to get it going. Mm-hmm. And that's what I tried to do. Yeah. And, and sort of like kind of a follow up to that. I mean, you talk about the Houston community because what we didn't say in the beginning is that you were a part of both Madeline's community and her video, like a rock star. And also you were a part of social media breakfast of Houston, which I run, which is where we met you originally. And when you came and told us you were moving to Savannah, um, you'd been a really vital part of that community for, I don't know, how long had you been coming along to social media breakfast of Houston? Well, I was in Houston only for three years. And I think I found out about it about a year and a half in when I'm after I moved there. So it was probably about a year and a half. Yeah. And so what made, was there something about that that made you think, oh, I I can see what this is like. I want to do this. Oh, for sure. And especially because you have that event in December where you're trying to give back to the community. Everybody there, you know, you just walk in. It doesn't matter if you know anybody or not. You just sit down at the table. And so that way you're meeting people, you're networking a little bit. And then, you know, of course, there'd be a great guest that would come and there'd be great content that way you know, just kind of superficially, but you need some good breakfast, you know, it's just the whole win-win. And not only that, but like I said, you had the giving back in December event, which I hope to do here in Savannah someday if possible. Yeah, absolutely. So what steps did you take when you got to Savannah? What was the first thing that you did? Because I know you told me, I want to start this when I moved to Savannah. That's what you said as you were walking out the door which is a go-getter attitude, really. A lot of people will go somewhere and try to find what the community has to offer them, but you were coming armed with what you were going to offer the community. So kind of walk us through the steps of what you did to launch the breakfast in Savannah. Like when you walked in there the first day, who did you reach out to? Where'd you go? Well, I thought I needed to get some of what I'm calling the infrastructure in place. So I went through all kind of the motions of getting the Facebook page set up, the Eventbrite. And that was all from my event coordination background, probably, you know, like I knew how to do all of that stuff. Then again, I thought, you know, you're never going to catch the fish if you don't show them the bait. And I felt like I was sort of the bait. I had to get out there and, you know, whoever would listen to me show some enthusiasm and just say, Hey, this is like a really great idea for Savannah. This, this was really great in Houston let's try to get this here because this is such a great idea. So I, I think the funnest way that I've gotten to get out there and meet people, meetups are very big here. They're not big in a lot of areas, but they're very active here in Savannah. So those are groups that they meet around a central thing. Like it might be a book discussion. It might be like eating out at restaurants. I like doing things like hiking, biking, and kayaking. So I started attending these groups that would do things like that. And then you start to meet people, you have conversations. And the next thing you know, you're talking about social media breakfast with them and they start attending. So, and not only that, but it provided exercise, a passion that I've had that it carried with me because I really have to do burn off all that stuff (laughs) that (laughs) my husband's companies make. So volunteering, this is huge. Everybody probably knows this one. You end up doing something good for the community But interestingly, as I volunteered here, 
I've also gained experience in doing things like Facebook Live because I'd like to volunteer by nature. But then even when I agree to do something, I'll say, hey, you know, no one's doing any live streaming. Would that be useful for you? And inevitably, they're like, yeah, for sure. And I've done that for a really big Tunnels for Tower event here. That was for like a 9-11 event. And then I did it for another athletic event. And those videos have gotten like over a thousand views. I mean, just from the live streaming. So that's been really cool. And networking is also just kind of a no-brainer here. There's an organization called Business Network International. It's a networking group where there's only one of each type of profession in the group, one plumber, one accountant, and so forth. Savannah has the most populated concentration of these groups in almost the entire world. There's like 18 of these communities. And you're allowed to go there as a non-member to each group twice. And when you're there, you give your little 30-second pitch. So that was actually how I met the gentleman who ended up being my presenters at my October meeting, talking about podcasting. So when in Rome, you kind of have to go with the flow. I know that those networking, that networking group might not be throughout the whole country, but you have to find what's big in your area. The last really interesting way that I reached out to someone was I knew that the October meeting was about podcasting. So I was researching just to see if there was any local connection between Savannah and podcasting. I found out that the local paper, the Savannah Morning News, had several podcasts. I reached out to the only point of contact that I could find, and it was a Twitter handle. You'll love this, Madeline. And I tweeted a question. I just said, what do you like most and least about podcasting? It turns out I was tweeting one of the editors, and he said he didn't like his voice. (laughs) So I was amazed he responded to me. And since I hadn't known about the paper's podcast, I thought my community maybe wouldn't have known. So I put a post on Facebook about it, and I tagged the paper. They responded to me and then invited me to be on the podcast, on their afternoon commute podcast. So just by asking a question on Twitter, I ended up getting on the paper's podcast. That's great. That is awesome. Yeah. So you've launched the social media breakfast. It sounds like great things are happening. So how has it been going so far? What kind of results have you gotten? I mean, these some of these things you're telling us uh, sound amazing. Can you kind of give us you know, a little rundown of, of how it's been going? Well, I've had a blast getting out there and talking this up with people. I get to pour up all this like pent up digital energy. (laughs) I love doing this. I love bringing this value to the community. There's no denying that the organizing is very time consuming. The infrastructure, bringing the infrastructure is time consuming. And like I've heard you guys say before, I really tried to just take the mindset of ready, aim, fire, you know, just get it rolling and you'll figure things out as you go and have a little faith that you're going to find the answers to things as you go along. I've held two meetings and um, was a little scared. Maybe nobody would show up, but I'm happy to report that there's been about 15 people that have come to each of those meetings. The Facebook page has grown to 75 likes in two months, which I'm pretty happy about. And I have gotten some email subscribers. I've been asked if I've been making money with this and the answer is no. And on the other hand, though, I spent very little money building the community. I've spent a little bit for Facebook ads, but all told, I've done this with very little cash outlay. So time-wise, that's another matter. And 
being a freelancer has made me very aware of a lot of the free and low cost tools. So it is possible to build your community without spending big bucks. Yeah, I really, I love that about, that's really one of the reasons we're ha- we had you on today is because I think sometimes people hear these guests that we have on and they think, oh, that is so much bigger than anything I could ever do. And I'm not comfortable and I don't know anybody. And you're shattering all of those, those misconceptions with this going out there and like becoming known in your community by the local paper. I mean, they're aware of who you are. They've had you on as a guest. I'm assuming that as you go out and try to get clients throughout the community, this is going to help you with that. Wouldn't you say that's true? Oh, for sure. And now I'm not only connected with that particular editor, but this other editor, you know, we're now connected on Twitter and I've been going back and forth with her. So, oh yeah, it's just huge. It's huge. Yeah, totally. And now Talk a little bit about the challenges, though. You've already talked, I think, very briefly about one of them, which is the time and the uh, and sort of the the blood, sweat and tears. I understand that. Been there, done that, um, do that regularly. What are the challenges that you're facing and how are you overcoming them? And where do you see yourself going with that? Well, I have been told that even though it's not a very sexy superpower, I have a superpower of organization. I can take the idea of something and put meat on the bones with it, which when you're a fish in the water, you don't realize you're just swimming in water and that's a skill for you as a fish. But sometimes we're not even really clear what our real strengths are, but I've been told that, you know, many times before. So I will say that, that organizing it's time consuming, but I knew how to do it from other events that I've done. And that was why I had offered the steps that I took as a handout because there probably are people that that's not their gift. So if that's not your gift, I'm also going to shatter that because I'm willing to sh- I'm willing to let you know what my steps were, you know, some of those infrastructure steps. And even for the first agenda, what I came up with as the first agenda. So Yeah, and, and we're going to actually offer that as a free giveaway on this podcast, so it's on our show notes. Sandy kindly sent it to me in a really beautiful format, so please uh, make sure you go to our show notes today. And if you're thinking about starting a new group, not necessarily just social media breakfast, but any kind of group in your community, Sandy so kindly has offered to share her steps with you. I love that. Thank you, Sandy. Oh, you're very welcome. A challenge when I moved here was to understand how social media breakfast would be different from other groups. There are other groups here that meet say at night and they're meeting in bars and they are great networking opportunities. There's some tech groups here, but there really wasn't anything that I felt was a way that people were trying to make a community. And definitely I wasn't seeing anywhere that was offering an educational component. So I'm really hoping that the other people in this space in Savannah are going to understand that this isn't some type of threat that sharing knowledge isn't going to hurt the community. It's going to, everyone's going to be built up by it. So yeah, that, that I think might be a challenge. I have to say that presentation skills are not one of my superpowers. <laughs> Introverted and would really rather walk on coals than speak in front of people. <laughs> but all I can say is, okay, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I kind of feel like I need to say, get over it. Because if you believe in your idea, you can practice and make improvements. You know, again, ready, fire, aim, keep moving. You'll 
overcome that challenge. And it doesn't mean I'm ever going to be a speaking pro, but you'll make practice, you know, progress, just practice, 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 you know, practice in front of your mirror, in front of your computer, in front of your dog, in front of your (laughs) author friend, in front of your daughter in China, make her listen to your ranting. Maybe don't ask your (laughs) husband because he's pretty weary of listening to you. You know, enroll in Madeline's LARG program because slowly you'll start to get better at that. And I'm proud to say that I can now stand up and say, hi, I'm Sandy Mitzel. I'm the founder of Social Media Breakfast Savannah. It's a grassroots nonprofit organization of professionals who meet monthly to discuss the objectives of social media. And you're like, bam, that's 15 seconds. <laughs> so I now can do that. So That's awesome. <laughs> As I always said in the Video Rockstar program, practice makes progress. So that's so awesome that you're just doing it and doing it and it gets easier over time. And it's just Mm -hmm. awesome that you're providing this space for people to come together and there always has to be a leader. And it's just awesome that you stepped up to do it. I just love it. So uh, my question for you, what are your goals for the social media breakfast in 2019? Looking ahead with the new year, what are your goals? The number one key for me is to be understanding my target audience better so that I can learn how to best serve them. That's just the key thing that I'm going to have to keep doing as I get to know more people, as the breakfast continue, that sort of thing. And by that, I do have some people in the community that I would like to have introductions to or to meet somehow because tourism is so big here. History is big. There's actually a big port here, you know, sort of the shipping industry I'd love for someone who had some expertise in social media etiquette and because it's a passion of mine, fitness. So I'm going to be hoping I can connect with those sorts of people because I'd like to bring them in as presenters. In addition to, of course, all the typical things that you think of with social media, like SEO and LinkedIn and those sorts of things. I have a dream of having a calendar filled out in advance with topic and speakers. (laughs) And I know that you guys did a podcast episode about uh, creating a calendar, so I'll probably have to re-listen to that one. I did start a Facebook group, but don't really know how I want to flesh that out. And maybe that might be a way of bringing more high-quality value so that maybe that could be some sort of an income stream. I don't know, but it's there. And of course, you can't be a good digital marketer without getting specific KPIs. So. Here are my goals. I'm hoping and think it would be great to have at least a critical mass of 25 people that would attend the meetings. So that probably would mean you'd need about 50, 75 people that just kind of rotate through as they're able to come to the meetings. I'd like to get 100 emails in that list and 200 Facebook likes by the end of the year. So if I have to put numbers to my goals, I guess that's what I would say. That's great. I'm so glad that you have those actions kind of fleshed out because you can kind of see how you're making progress toward them. One of the things that's a big like focus for me over the next year or so is helping people like you, Sandy, grow community. I want to help people to have at least a thousand people that are like super fans for them, like to grow small communities everywhere. I love this thing. And so you've kind of ignited that passion in me, what you've done and And really what some of the other people in Social Media Breakfast have done and gone out and done. And I really want to say that thank you for um, being a part of that in my own journey and also taking action. So, you know, that's such a big deal to us. And so I just want to ask your kind of a final question. And 
what has it been to you to be a kind of person that goes out and take action? I mean, how has this benefited you being an action taker like you are? Well, I would say if you take action and I look at that as you're sharing knowledge, something that you're maybe good at, you're you're putting that out there in the world. Well, first of all, I think it's just the way I've been wired, first of all, with doing this type of work. I'm just very passionate about it in the first place. It's easy for me to get excited about it. And how could I possibly keep that under a rock? Like that would be a crime. You know, if, if I think I'm meant to do this, I need to get out there. So as far as like what I would want people to know about taking action, I'd say don't be afraid to share your knowledge. I've done that a couple times here where I've given out some really key pieces of information that I've already had this guy tell me it was a total game changer. He had not set up his Google My Business correctly and wasn't getting phone calls. So don't be afraid to share your knowledge. I like to think of it like the way um, Stephen Covey describes in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You know, try to have that abundance versus scarcity mentality. If you have an abundance mentality, you'll realize there's plenty for all for all to go around. And if you have a scarcity, you're afraid. If you share your knowledge, someone you might be getting hurt by that. But as I thought about this, I had a chance to go to Florence, Italy. And if you ever go there, there's this bridge that goes under the Orno River. And there's these cluster of gold merchants. It's called the Ponte Vecchio. And they're all lumped together in one area. And I was trying to think of other things too, like the garment district in New York City. And I, I just couldn't think of other examples, but you know, other like-minded businesses, like why are they all lumped together? And I actually think that being in a community enhances everyone and sharing your knowledge ends up helping yourself, but it also ends up helping those around you. That is awesome. This has been so great, Sandy. We really appreciate you coming on here and sharing all of this insight with us, with our community. We do have a call to action for this episode. For those of you listening, what are your takeaways from this interview with Sandy? Are you inspired to start something too? We're going to have the quick start guide that Sandy has put together for us. So it's a quick start guide for starting a community. It's available in the show notes. So Sandy, thank you so much for being here. You're very welcome. Thank you, Sandy. It was so awesome to have you on and I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much for just taking the horns and making us all proud here in Houston. (laughs) Yes, thank you so much for having me on. This has been great. And we'll be back next week with another episode. See you then. See you then. Hey, this is Madeline and I want to let you know you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cammie. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat, and that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey, Madeline, don't forget, we want to give a shout out to our friend Todd Giantasio from The Growth Suite, who sponsors the Communities That Convert website. Yeah, if you want to learn how to position yourself as an authority and get found online, check them out at thegrowthsuite.com. And that's suite spelled S-U-I-T-E. Thanks 
Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cami through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Thank you.